0: All right, Chief King, what can we today. do to make
1: you your order team's order life order. easier? Um, well, okay, a couple things. Uh, we talked about the uh, moving over to the right if you're driving. Uh, we greatly appreciate you slowing down and moving over to the right so that we can continue driving emergency traffic. Uh, one of the big things I would say when we are on scene if you call us if you call 911 and we're responding to your emergency great things for us would be a written list of medications that we can take with us we love when there's a med list Um, it helps us not only know what medications they're taking um, it helps us with possible diagnosis uh, past medical history it helps us with uh, drug interactions that we might be administering to you or your family member so we love the written list that we can take with us. Um, Another thing is uh, lots of times we ask lots of questions. Uh, We want the patient to answer if at all possible. We like to we want to know their mental status. We want to know how they're if they're coherent if they're if they're understanding what we're saying. So when we have an overbearing uh, family member uh, that hinders our patient care we like to talk to the patients. Now we understand that in times the family member has to uh, intervene and support some of what the patient's saying, but we like for the most part, at least our initial conversation allow us to get that initial impression, uh, the general impression of the patient. Uh, when we are asking questions, if we ask you who you are or how are you related, we're not meaning anything defensive. A lot of people think we are defensive uh, or we're, we're offensive and they feel they, they need to be defensive. We want to know who you are for a couple reasons. One, if you are family, you know that person a lot more than if you are some random person that walked up and we have random people that walk up all the time, which is why we ask. Uh, who else? Um, if we ask you who you are, we're not asking um, to to be any kind of We don't want you to think that we're being offensive. We're all in this teamwork together, so we need to work together. Uh, Sometimes we move really fast. Uh, In that case, understand that we're moving fast for a reason. Sometimes we move really slow. If we're moving slow, there is a reason. Uh, We are being very thorough with a stable patient. Um, If the patient is scared, a lot of times we'll move a little slower. It helps comfort them If you perceive that we're moving slower, don't take it as a lackluster uh, effect. We're not uh, being jaded or dismissive or any of those things towards you or your family member. We're doing our job. That's all for now I can really think of. Those are the main things that we really appreciate you understanding when we arrive on your scene at your residence.
0: Awesome. We'll be back to you soon. This is a ride-along on June 14, 2021. Well, hello, everybody. Tonight we're going to talk about driving. You know when you're out on the streets and you hear sirens and you're not sure which way to go, you're looking to the left, to the right, in front of you, behind you. You want to get out of the way, right? But sometimes you're not sure which direction to go. Well, recently, I got to go on a 12-hour ride-along with um, our local uh, Montgomery County Hospital District uh, Chief, District District 2, Station 20. And... Um, it was quite, so the answer to the question is get out of the left lane, okay? <laughs> because the, the psychology for that is if you, if they start to drift around you to go t- to pass on the right-hand side, then everybody starts to, and, and you, you, people make assumptions which direction folks are going to go. And so they're really held to the highest standard that they have to stay in the left lane, if they start to try to go around you and you decide, oh, let me get out of the left-hand lane and let me go to the right-hand lane, then there could be unexpected in, uh, collisions, right? So the answer to the question is when you're out and you, you see any kind of a siren, um, police, ambulance, EMS, get out of the left lane. They'll, As they approach an intersection, they'll turn their lights off They'll not want to ever push anybody psychologically out into a danger zone, but everything that they do, every single thing that they do, interaction, physical, um, is is for a very specific purpose. So I have posted here a, a three-minute audio interview of Chief Carrie King from that. Right along with her permission, and she waxes eloquent for about three or four minutes um, with some great ideas for us civilians. And to us parents, if any of our uh, family members are ever uh, involved in an ambulance type or a traffic action, uh, accident type or a fire type incident, one of the key things that we parents can do is zip it back up, back off, let the professionals interview our family members, even if they have lack of expressive speech, even if they are nonverbal, they are uh, picking up all kinds of nuances, right? And if we intervene, if we get in the way, then we're stopping really the best true uh, communication of what's going on. They're looking at the eyes, they're looking at the body reactions, they're checking the pulse, they're doing a, 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 a thousand intuition type of um, analyses and analytics. So she'll speak more eloquently herself, but I just wanted to give that short introduction. It, it was a great experience. Uh, she's such a high energetic uh, um, leader. And I'm just so impressed with her. Um, uh, every time that there was anything to do, she was the opposite of lazy. Okay, <laughs> She was first on the scene. She'd do paperwork for her team when they were overwhelmed. Um, she would check on everybody, really build a lot of relationships uh, and making sure that everybody was taken care of. Some of the the nasty paperwork that has to get done. She would help model that for them. Um, and But she never shirked the sweat of the day. So and the phone calls that needed to be made were like maybe 6.30 a.m., right, while the crews were all prepping and getting ready. When they didn't really want oversight in their way, she was taking care of behind-the-scenes things. But whenever there was any sweating to be done, um, she was right out there in in the heat of the day. So um, what a great experience. So I have a few pictures here to share with you, and then we're going to talk about somebody else's driving (laughs) um, that might be uh, closer to your home. (laughs) might get you right in the heart. So I have the pictures here I took, not that many. I was trying not to sensationalize my experience, right? Um, but it I will admit, it was thrilling to be co-pilot and listening to all of the machines and the communications, all the Hawaii Five-0, Bookum Dano kind of things going on. Um, it was thrilling to be in and out of the hospitals, checking on the teams, talking to the ambulance Um uh, driver and co-pilot. Sometimes the third tag-along that was doing uh, uh, maybe um, um, a tutorial student to you know work. Like I wasn't really official at all. I just was the tag-along. Um, but uh, oh, it, it was just there was nothing that wasn't thrilling. And if I was one third my age, <laughs> I'd I'd change my career. <laughs> I really would. It. I mean. But you see, I also didn't see anything of gore. So I'm a total wuss as a parent, right? Um, my kid and I just watched Secondhand Lions, which, which is a lovely old-fashioned family movie. So I'm not a fan of ooze. So I have to say, I saw no oozing. And so, therefore, it was great. <laughs> um, so we have a couple of pictures here of, of the vehicles. And uh, they are, the, the ambulances are really decked out inside. Um, I got to sit in a few ask the teams, the crews, a lot of questions, mostly try to listen, share with them some of the interventions in our world of neurodiversity, what our team is doing with the behavioral health and suicide prevention task force, specifically neurodiversity suicide prevention, guide for the first listener. But I still did more listening than I did talking. I sure hope I did. so it's it's all about building bridges between these worlds of first responders, when everything has to be done fast and for a purpose. And sometimes there's just not time for our kids to question an auditory process a little slower and question question authority and wonder why, need modeling, all of that stuff. So I'm I'm constantly working with my son John, who's a teenage now. <laughs> um, we try to play the emergency game all the time. Um, I tell him that if there's any sirens out on the road, that's always a real emergency. That's never a pretend emergency. And we talk about those scenarios, those what-ifs, constantly. So I encourage you to, to check out more information on... I, I playfully call it the emergency game. And I'll put a link in the podcast to a, a couple of times that I've taught it with all of the, the, the visuals that go along with it. So I also have a few videos, I hope that can I can fit into the um, post here, of some actual sitting in the car, getting permission to take video out the window. <laughs> so as I said, Hawaii Five O, right? So some of us get to live... Um, we just live our glory days of our youth right when you just you're just you're, you're part of it but you've got, you have got you're not official so i have to be i was ever humbled but i do have a few video clips just pretend you're looking through it looking at it through my eyeballs and just enjoy it it's it's a um all for purposeful okay so there's they have rules and protocol that they follow in and out of traffic with the sirens without the sirens um, and it's not appropriate for me to go and tell you every single thing, but, but it was a full day and I'm going back for more coming up in a few days. It's very, um, uh, mentally stimulating. You really appreciate what they go through. I do not look at an emergency situation the same way. And I only had 12 hours with them, right? But I got a chance to, to talk and, and listen to their stories and pretend I was in their shoes um where the there's a vest there you see, right? And so anytime you're out on the main lane, which is if you're helping with a an accident, depending on how many cars and how many people are involved, you have to wear these reflective vests. Um, and then you're sometimes you're you're going very fast uh according to their excellent driving protocol, right? You got the sirens on and you're on streets as opposed to the freeway. So each of those situations has a different protocol that they follow. Again, back to the most important thing. Get out of the left lane. (laughs) Go over in your other lanes, okay? They have to stay in the left lane because they don't want to start colliding and you just get out of the left lane. That's all you have to know. Um, She's fantastic. Here's a a couple of pictures of her. Um, Again, she says it best in her audio file. Now, I want to talk a little bit about how we can help our kids toward the emergency game, being ready to get into driver's ed. And true, self-driving cars may be here. Maybe yes, maybe no. Um, They still need to understand co-piloting. And so I put John on the job of the GPS, if it's on the Garmin, in the co-pilot seat. Or he's tracking it on my phone, and I've set up Google Maps, I want him to pay attention, what's 8.6 miles, what is the name of the exit, are we turning left, are we turning right? He gets no devices, there's no electronics in the car other than him paying attention to co-piloting. Or if he wants to read, that's cool, right, but there's none of this other stuff, there's no other digital distractions in the car. From a visual standpoint, we want their eyes to jump and constantly readjust and constantly saccadic jump and team and move around. So for them just to stare at a, at a device is just totally against their eyes getting any kind of exercise. So please, get them looking out. Play games, anything just not staring at his little tiny screen, unless they're engaged in the activity and you have joint attention and you're working on a project together, like getting from here to there safely. (laughs) That's a really good project. So today we went down to the best place in the Houston area for go-karting. My kid has go-karted in the past with his cousin, I never got to go because that was dad's gig, and I was persona non grata as the divorced mom, so I never got to tag along, I just would see a few pictures at the end. So also with COVID, John hasn't done any go-karting for nearly two years, so today was a big deal because he was back there in the saddle, and mom got to tag along And he did not resent me. So his dad's in heaven, has been for more than a year now. And we're slowly getting into a really nice, I don't hate you anymore, mom, situation. I must admit, from time to time, he definitely says these words, Mom, I don't want to be with you. I want to be with my dad. And I know never to take it personally. I know to validate and affirm him and offer a hug and listen Just shut up mom and listen. Um, But uh, it's really not my job at this point in his life to try to say, Oh, that hurt my feelings. Forget that, right? I'm not doing that right now. Mm -hmm. So um, today with him in the go-karts, he was um, with a lot of other faster drivers, older drivers, and so he was, he was little old lady driving. <laughs> and, um, it was, he got bumped a couple of times, rammed once, and everybody's lapping him, right? And so he, with very quickly, he realized just to pull over. So he got out of the left lane, he pulled over to the right hand lane, let everybody pass him, lap him again, and then he'd get back out and go on his way. Now he would gain confidence the longer, the more laps he took. And so I could tell that he was getting into the flow of it again, right? And getting past some of his sensory averseness caution. But I have to say, that little kid that I saw driving today is the kind of driver I want him to be when he gets behind a real wheel. We also have a friend who has property, farm property, woods property, and she has a Jeep. So God love Rosemary Slade. Um, who is also our occupational therapist and does a lot of work with quantum reflex integration, nutritional balancing, and a lot of other modalities that are have been useful in our in, in John's healing for years. But she also has a really good heart for letting John come out, climb in the, the, the driver's seat of her cabuto with a clutch. I think it's got three gears, the clutch and the brake, And off they go. (laughs) And so the last time they went out, John had such a blast. And now he's uh, um, got another coming up in in a couple of days to go back out there. And I just stay out of the I just stay out of the area. It's not a job for mom. He John does his best stuff when I leave the room. Parents, please take note. (laughs) Learn from my humility, my humbling. That uh, our kids need to have space to grow up, and they need to have a little bit of room to fail, and they just don't want to hear our voices. So the smartest thing I can do is zip it. He does his best work when I fade every possible prompt, and I my voice is the smallest, and I do the least. He also does even better when I'm not there. And I, um, I'm grateful for that. Right, We we all want our kids to do better when we're not there. (laughs) Um, Even though it does take a hit to our id, and we wonder about that living vicariously thing. But too bad, Mom. Get over it. So we are looking forward to Jeep uh, terrain again soon, and then eventually to that whole three-dimensional vestibular, proprioceptive ability behind the wheel. So today we talked about, well, let's go to a great big parking lot. So maybe you go out and drive on the farm, in the Jeep, one or two more times, a little bit more go-kart, and then we'll find a great big parking lot and we'll start to get ready for real driver's ed. Would you like to do that, John? And he said yes. So if he can be cautious and he can learn to um, transport himself, and not necessarily that he has to be a captive to self-driving cars, but there's a real big self-esteem to our kids being able to transport themselves. So by the time my car gets eight years on it and 200,000 miles, (laughs) it'll be his. I'm telling him that's what his car is going to be. It's a super-duper Honda 2016 SRV, just a very, very high rating on the J.D. Power's so it's not anything fancy. It's an old mom car, and it'll be banged up plenty well by then. Um, but that's what he's going to get, and he'll have practice with it. My, my hope for him is that he can learn to take his own getting around seriously, go places, and not be, um, not be afraid, right? Several friends of mine who are in their 20s that have had a bobble with their driving, and they're reluctant to go back and try again. I do not know the actual experience that they had, and I try to always encourage them to try again. My older son was cautious and took a little while, junior year, senior year in high school, to, to start driving, but he jumped into it hugely with all four feet and uh, transported himself in and out of a uh, Oh gosh, he went from uh, where we live, which is about an hour something north of Houston, into Houston Midtown, back and forth every day, um, while he was uh, fighting rush hour traffic and working and uh, going to high school. So uh, late bloomers, slow bloomers, it's okay, you know, I'm probably one of those guys too. So encourage your kids whatever it takes for being aware of the cars, helping navigate where you're going, um, who's walking. You know those unexpected things that you see as a driver? No one expects to see a cat along the the edge of the freeway, right? Or uh, someone on a bike or a pedestrian. But those are the things that we have to train our brain for, those unexpected things. Uh, What's going to be over that rise in the hill? Right, You you get over that hill and then boom, there's something happening. And are you really ready for it? When my older took um, uh, driving from the Safeway company, they had a concept of chargers and point of no return and stale green. So these are new phrases. They weren't in my vocabulary when I was getting taught driver's ed by Coach Tom Bruna, Princeville High School, back in, you know, a long time ago. But it's the vocabulary that they're using now, and it makes a lot of sense. So if you have a young person around you, just kind of debrief with them how they were taught to drive, and then start to use that vocabulary with your kids. Uh, the neurodiversity, the uh, developmental delay, the, um, the intervention kiddos, the therapy kids. Let them grow into that risk too, right? So that's where my kid's headed, my older one. Um, We keep practicing. So I don't know if these ideas help you, but they're sure fun to share. (laughs) It was a big part of uh, my day today, and then the uh, ride-along was about a week and a half ago. I'm looking forward to the next one uh, next week with a different crew chief. If I do well there, I might get some ride-alongs with other groups, but I have to do my homework. There's a lot of disclosures to sign and a lot of HIPAA Uh, online classes to take and a huge amount of respect to have for the situation. You don't get to free style anything. You just wear their um, designated clothing and you keep your mouth shut and you just be useful. I I was useful. Uh, A couple of times I could kind of steady a few things that needed to be done, but really I had no official duty whatsoever. I took my job to be helping to cross-pollinate um, between their world and the world of education, neurodiversity, to be the best ambassador I could for the teams that that, that we helped to represent. And to be two ears and, and, and maybe half a mouth, uh, share some of our tools for them. I talked to a few parents, um, trying to encourage them. But, oh my goodness, you step into a whole new world. So exciting. Um, but again, as I said, I did not see broken bones anybody that has passed on, nor blood. So um, I don't know anything. I don't know anything at all, but it was thrilling. (laughs) So thank you for your time. Uh, It's always a pleasure to share ideas. If you have some things that you would like us to discuss, just ping me, okay? All right, y'all take good care, and uh, we'll talk soon.